This is the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 59. If I had to do it all over again, live from San Diego. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. Hey there and welcome. It's Jason Lynette here recording from the fourth floor by the swimming pool at the Manchester Grand Hyatt in San Diego, California. Yes, I brought along the equipment for this uh, event. I'm recording prior to the Traffic and Conversion Summit. And this event here in San Diego is an online marketing convention that nearly about three or 4,000 people will be attending over the next several days. And honestly, I'm here because I like this stuff. You know, the side of the hypnosis business all about I'd say it simply, if we don't have the strategies to actually bring in the clients, then we can't actually put our wonderful, good hypnotic skills to use. So it's events such as this that I'm always inspired to go after the current trends. What's the stuff that's working now? What are the strategies that are the most effective? And really, what are the trends that we're going to be looking at in the next couple of years? So it's events like this that I'm able to fold what I learn into the applications of my business, whether it's Virginia Hypnosis, my live solo private session brick and mortar application of what I do, the, the stage hypnosis that I still have my feet in, and then especially here with Work Smart Hypnosis, the arm of what I do all about helping people like you, my fellow hypnotists, to take the information that we have, the skills that we have, and bring it to that next level to that brand new audience. You know, we can have the knowledge between our ears, but unless we have the applications to actually get out there and spread the awareness of what we can do, that's where the value absolutely comes in. So again, I'm recording this as the Traffic and Conversion 2016 Summit hosted by Digital Marketer. You might recognize some of the names of keynote speakers here, whether it's uh, Ryan Dice, Perry Belcher, Gary Vaynerchuk's here. Especially looking forward to, there's going to be a talk by Pat Flynn, which if you haven't ever heard the Smart Passive Income podcast that Pat does, it's a phenomenal podcast that uh, if you listen to it, you can tell a lot of inspiration for Work Smart Hypnosis came from Pat Flynn's work. So especially looking forward to seeing him live and in person. And the convention hasn't started yet. It's Monday. I flew in early, early, early this morning got in, checked into the hotel, went for a nice three or four mile run by the water. Events like this, I tend to be on one side a very, very, uh, let's say, artful traveler, yet at the same time, no frills. I remember being at this event last year and, you know, imagine 3,000 people descending on several restaurants in the span of an hour. So yeah, I hit a Ralph's grocery store and uh, stocked up some salads for the next couple of days to eat healthier than whatever they have in a gift shop. So keeping health in check, keeping focus in check, and checked in with the family, and the kids were at work. Claire and Max were drawing some books that they put together. Uh, my wife's working from home today. So really taking the day as an opportunity just to kind of refresh, refocus, and be ready to go to jump into this great event. You know, I attend events like this, again, to learn the new trends. And I'd give you an example of something that's rather important about how we run our businesses. And just as a side note, we can talk for a moment about the difference in online marketing, at least, and it's going to apply for other forms of marketing as well. 
the difference between a white hat strategy and a black hat strategy. I I'd give you the simple example. One of the most common things that as people interact with me, whether they're people that I'm coaching, whether they're people I just find online or just run into at conventions, at hypnosis conventions especially, are people asking me, you know, do you know a good SEO guy? How do I bump up my search engine optimization listings? And while I assume in most cases they're looking for something that's going to be ethical, understand, unfortunately, that's a category that much of what you can find out there may be in that black hat, that dishonest strategy. I'd give you a simple example in a different category. There's a bit of a lawsuit in the works right now from Amazon.com. They're going after people who go on the Fiverr.com website, F-I-V-E-R-R.com. I'm mentioning them, though we probably shouldn't give reference, but it's a story of people who are selling fake reviews on Amazon. Pay me five bucks and I'll review your product or your book on Amazon. And it's dishonest and it should not be done. And good for Amazon for cracking down on that. I am, I'm assuming, though, it's going to be an international issue. So I wonder how much of a lawsuit can actually happen, as opposed to the main message of events such as the one that I'm here at now. And a lot of the same information you've likely heard me say before as well is that it always, always, always comes back to content. Do you have valuable content that people want to interact with? So I'd give you a simple personal example. You are interacting with my content right now. I'm recording a podcast session. This is media. This is information. This is stuff that gets shared. It gets several hundred downloads a week from people all over the world. In addition to that, my videos, the pages on virginiahypnosis.com, all of this is media. And unless you actually have that content, unfortunately, yet fortunately, the only strategy would be for someone to try to game the system. And the various search engines are caught up to that. So again, this all comes from a place of honest effort, which I love. It all comes from a place of how do we build that community, whether it's with our potential clients, the clients we're also working with, the past clients that we've worked with, how do we maintain a relationship in such a meaningful way? So let's jump into some of the content here, because again, the theme here was if I had to start all over again. So the events again start here tomorrow, but I was inspired to do this quick solo session with a little bit of an interesting twist. I find myself in a very interesting position. And I don't want you to hear this as complaining because this might fall into the category, it's windy out here, this might fall into the category of that first world problem, but I'm quite happy with this. I'm in a place where my brick and mortar business, my location where people travel to see me and work with me one-on-one -on, -one on personal issues, Virginia Hypnosis, you can check it out, virginiahypnosis.com. It's a good place where the business is very heavily driven by referrals. Referrals are coming in on a daily basis. My sessions are priced at a premium. I'm booked several weeks in advance. And just great example, I'm on the airplane today and taking that five hours from Dulles International around uh, the D.C. area out here to San Diego, taking that five hours to work on some writing, taking that five hours to work on some information that I've been, quote, meaning to get done and use that as valuable time rather than sit there and you know watch a movie on the plane i was using that time in a valuable way so 
I'm in a place where while I was doing that, all of a sudden I land, I check my email, and here are five clients who have emailed me, potential clients, who want to connect with me. Here's three or four voicemails that my assistant has transcribed that are ready to be returned while I'm out here. So it's a really cool place where, and I want you to hear this from the most positive place, I don't have to do anything anymore to run Virginia Hypnosis. And isn't that where your business should be as well? You know, so much of our efforts are, how do we get that next client? How do we get that next thing coming in? And to build your base, to build your hub, that spoke in the wheel in such a way that the business takes care of itself. That's why I talk about everything as being systems. The really cool thing about that, though, is that it's back to that Michael Gerber line from the E-Myth Revisited about working on your business rather than just in your business. Because here is a very strong hub of my income, of my business, that is now taking care of itself by way of online videos, by way of email marketing automation, by way of everything else that I do that brings in these referrals and these clients and so forth. And the cool thing is, is it doesn't allow me to settle for stasis. I want you to hear that carefully. It doesn't allow me to settle for a place of complacency because instead it allows me this ample time to attend hypnosis conventions. It allows me time to attend events such as this to here's a training program that some online marketer releases and I know it's going to be valuable content and to buy it and more especially also watch it as well. So it's that time to invest in ourselves. So it's an interesting place as there's so many new and exciting things to explore, but I don't implement them anymore, especially with Virginia Hypnosis, because the business is now capped at the growth level that I'm honestly interested in that segment of my business growing. So what I'd point out, though, is the, the playground, the applications of this. And indeed, through some of my private coaching that I do, it's all about helping others grow their businesses in many ways, using some of the strategies that, again, the theme of this session, if I had to start all over again, this is some of the stuff that I'd be doing. And I'm, I've got some bullet points coming up that we're going to chat about. And the cool thing is, is to watch students of mine now that here's a couple of them recently put on an online event and they closed several thousands of dollars of sales in just about an hour from a single online event that's going to have a lifespan that's going to continue on from here on top of all the other business that they're doing. Again, it's all about working on your business, not just in your business. So whether it's coaching, whether it's Several of you are going to be joining me at Hypnotic Business Mastery. That's my two-day event that I'm doing prior to the HypnoThoughts Live convention. Check it out at hypnoticbusinessmastery.com. Let me sidebar for a moment. There's a quote that, honestly, I just recently heard this, and I love it. Well, especially because there's a project that I'm in the midst of launching, and this quote was actually the inspiration to really jumpstart a major aspect of this new project which the quote, I may be butchering the last name, John Acuff or Acuff, A-C-U-F-F, -F, Google him. And the quote is, never compare your beginning to someone else's middle. I'll say that again. Never compare your beginning to someone else's middle. So to look at that from the perspective of it's too easy for us to sit there and notice the success of others and think we're less than. I'd tell a quick story here that 
It was a certification class I taught, I think this was about two years ago. And it's a class that there was one person in the room who was doing something of a very complimentary nature. She was saying something really nice to me. And I could not figure out why the hell it was bothering me so much. Until this was a weekend format class. It's like the night before the last weekend. And it clicks. What the quote was after a demo, after a Q&A, after whatever interactive content of this certification class, she would praise, she would compliment, yet it would come from a place of, she'd refer back to the old career that I used to be in in management and the arts, and it would always come back to the phrase of, I am so happy you left that old job. You found something that you were born to do. You are so good at this, which... I should have just shut the hell up and taken it as praise. Yet for some reason, this was grating at me. This was bothering me. And the best I could come up with the night before was it was coming from a place of look at what you can do. You make it look so easy. I could never do that. Which is not too heavy of a mind read because, again, I spent about a week and a half with this individual. And I'd say I'm 99% certain that's where it was coming from. As opposed to... I can't wait till I can do it as good as that. I am so looking forward to gaining mastery in these skills in such a way that I can do it just as well as you, if not better. You know, there's a magician mentalist by the name of Mark Salem that he closes his show with a beautiful quote, and I may be paraphrasing it, that he basically does a disclaimer. It's a mind-reading magic show, and at the end of the program, he does a disclaimer, basically pointing out, as he would say it, I am not psychic. I cannot really read your minds. Everything that I've accomplished tonight can be explained by, I think I have this right, by a few simple strategies, including sleight of hand, influence, or I'm just lying to you. And his next line is the kicker. A six-year-old child could do everything I presented to you tonight. And he pauses. After about 40 years of practice, training, and experience. So he gives that framework, and I love it, of anyone can do this if they really set the time into it. So again, I love that quote, never compare your beginning to someone else's middle. So the theme of this session is going back to my beginning, because this is not my end, this is my middle. I love that quote especially. I I think I heard it wrong first, too. I think the first time I heard it, really only about a week or two ago on on the Fizzle podcast, check that one out, I think I heard it wrong about don't compare your beginning to someone else's end. Because, again, you don't know that that's their end game. People move on to other projects. I I mentioned Pat Flynn, the Smart Passive Income podcast, and he had a major book release as of this week, which we'll link to over in the show notes. I picked up a copy. I read the first chapter on the plane. Sounds fantastic so far. So the goal of this session is very free form, but I focused myself on three bullet points for two separate headers. So this is all about if I had to start all over again, and let's address it first of all with my training, with my skills as a hypnotist, and let's also address it in terms of my business, so the profession of doing this for a living. So let's jump right in, first of all, with my training with hypnosis. Bullet point number one, the best way that I could summarize this would be that I would start off with more actionable content. And let me stress that, more actionable content. 
So what I'd give you the example of is that I had an excellent hypnosis training from the start. Let me say that from the beginning. My official certification began with Sean Michael Andrews, and there's probably not a better trainer out there than Sean. He is fantastic. The information that I learned from him, I use every day of my life. So this isn't by no means a slight. In addition to training such as that, I would look at more actionable content, which are more in the theme of here is a system. Here is a almost plug and play strategy. And I think this is actually an area where there needs to be more information. So one of the most obvious that comes to mind is Sheila Granger with the Virtual Gastric Band Protocol. Uh, I'd also point to Jess Marion, Sean and Sarah Carson with their quit protocol for quitting smoking, where basically rather than getting a bunch of random scripts, and, and Sean didn't do this to me, which I love, and I thank him for it, rather than here's your script for this, here's your script for that, and not really having the ins and outs of, well, what if this happens, what if that happens, more actionable content, a start-to-finish strategy of the ins and outs of do this, do that. If this happens, now you do this, and if that happens, now you do that. Which on one side of things, again, I think we as a profession need more of this style of training. I think that's the next big thing, if I really had to pick a market trend, of just systems. Just systems, just how do you actually put it all together? This is the number one reason that I have other hypnotists, people who have already been trained and certified, coming to my class. I'm, I'm doing an event actually a few weeks from when this drops. Where we've dubbed it the Hypno Intensive, which is a accelerated training course where actually most of the people there, I originally scheduled this thing as a certification class, but right now the majority of people attending this event are already trained in hypnosis, yet they don't know how to put the process together. So on one side of things, I've got a project coming out in about a month or two that's addressing this. That's why I'm not giving a hard sell for it now because it ain't ready yet. But it's also a call to action for the rest of our profession of more actionable content which this is one of those things. This is why Virtual Gastric Band has probably launched more businesses than any other hypnosis program out there. It's probably a big part of the success as well because it gives someone the tools to really jump in. And whether you learn it from Sheila, whether you learn it from me at learnvirtualgastricband.com, that's my page for it, you know, whether you learn it anywhere, that's part of the success of that. So on one side of things... As a student of hypnosis, seeking out more of that rather than another technique, another strategy, another session, another script, another NLP pattern. Instead, just a start-to-finish business-in-a-box program that's ready to implement. As a trainer, I think it's where my trainings are nowadays. Uh, and again, the one coming up is hypnointensive.com. But in terms of putting together the actual content... That seems to be the most missing element of all that we do. There's some children playing air hockey nearby, which that's a nice little sound effect in the background. So that's bullet point number one, more actionable content. On to point number two, under the header of my training, I would seek out less absolutism from an early stage. This is a virus in our hypnosis profession, if I'm going to be blunt, where people are trained in a school of thought where they are not encouraged to think for themselves, where they are taught if you're not using this technique, you're not going to get results, 
or even worse, that technique is bad and you shouldn't use it. If you're a listener of this podcast going back several, many times over, it's where, again, this idea that you can't return a hammer to Home Depot and say, this one doesn't work, I need a new one. Michael Elner's right. The practitioner transcends the technique. So it's a matter of how we put it together. So there are various trainings that I went through and maybe drank the Kool-Aid early on about this is the only one way to get results. I'll censor the name for obvious purposes, but I had a quick exchange with a student of mine earlier today that was about a client who was coming in that was coming in for weight loss and through their intake interview learning that there was some abuse as part of this individual's background. And it's the first-year hypnotist reaching out to me to say, I think we need to address this before we ever actually deal with the weight loss. To which my response is, you don't know that yet. It's my phrase of be a hypnotist first. That there's a story of a local hypnotist, someone else in my area, that they were working on uh, with a client, this whole issue of a sugar issue, sugar addiction as they labeled it. And we're on our fourth session and I can't get him to forgive his father for this event and so forth. What do you think I should do? And my response was, why don't you just be a hypnotist and work on the issue that they brought in? And I got a really nice response of, huh, why didn't I think of that? And they spent the next session doing hypnosis. And yes, I say that tongue in cheek, but hear the intention. He was making use of hypnotic phenomenon. He was giving a hypnotic experience. In my definitions of this, he was breaking the old patterns. Through hypnotic phenomenon, he was establishing a pattern interrupt to the model of the world that was there before, thereby getting that foot in the door to suggest that you don't need to eat that way anymore. And even better, here are the ways you could eat instead. Because hear me on this very carefully. You can have an absolute horrible childhood. You could be one of the most worst victims of abuse in this world, and you can emerge from that and not be a sugar addict. But then again, you can. So this is the main intention of pointing out this absolutism, where one school of thought would say that we have to release all that stuff. The answer is, and this is coming from a person who consistently will make use of hypnotic age regression in my process, but not with everybody. Because again, if we're making use of affect bridge style regression, it's branched off of instead of go to that event where this horrible thing was happening to you, that's where regression gets a horrible name. It instead branches off to that feeling inside of you that has everything to do with these overeating behaviors. You raise up that feeling, then you follow that feeling, and then you might be right. Maybe you do end up at these dark events of the past. Maybe. And again, it's not the magnifying glass pointing at the events. Instead, it's the how do we release those events so you don't have to live that way anymore. Rather than living this reflective mindset looking backwards on that timeline, instead, integrate it into the now, project changes into the future. So it's where, this is where regression gets a bad name, because I'll say it now, so many people are doing it horribly. They're doing it badly. As instead of branching off of the emotion, because again, you, that event may be connected, but it may not be. I forget if this was Roy Hunter's quote or if he was quoting someone else, but the phrase was, when you go into a situation with a preconceived notion as to why it's there, you still have a 50-50 chance of being wrong. So maybe the abuse was something to do with it, but maybe not. 
this is why I start with suggestion and imagery with my clients first. Because, I mean, if you go to the Yelp page for Virginia Hypnosis, there's a woman there who is now down 40 pounds. She has done phenomenally well. This woman has sent me so many referrals over the years, and I've never done anything beyond basically the benefits approach out of Roy Hunter's Art of Hypnotherapy because that worked, and that was all we had to do. Hey, what are your goals over the next couple of days? I want to swim more. Awesome. We worked on the swimming. What do you want to work on now? I want to get uh, to a place where I actually enjoy meal prepping and enjoy the ease and look at it more of a life hack. Okay, and we did benefits approach off of that. So again, start with the end in mind. Bring them along for the ride. So seeking out more of this forward-looking, inspirational approach to hypnosis rather than the absolutism, which it's in the dark ages. It's time to update ourselves. So bullet point number two, less absolutism from an early stage. There's a private Yahoo group I was a member of at one point where someone asked about, what is a good metaphor to use for an athlete? And they were responded to in a way that stifled that person's creativity and growth. Oh, you never need metaphors for athletes. Just do this technique. It's all you need to know. And that's about the time that I left that group. So leaving her behind that community. Never, ever, ever use absolutes. And again, that was an absolute. So to tie this up with my training, bullet point number three, this is an area that I can actually point one directed finger at and say, when I grow up, I want to do that. Again, never compare your beginning to someone else's middle. Bullet point number three would be a more scientific approach. And my personal hero on this is Melissa Tears. Her work has got to be some of the most inspirational stuff out there. And let's play the social media game. As you're listening to this, uh, go on Facebook and tell Melissa she needs to do my podcast. Uh, <laughs> more of the scientific approach. I love in her book that she co-wrote with Sean Carson, and I don't have my notes in front of me. I think it's Keeping the Brain in Mind. It's a phenomenal book. It's taking a lot of hypnotic strategies, NLP patterns, and really the art form of it is giving it a bit of a hypnotic pre-talk ahead of time that explains to the client the science of why this is going to work. And that's awesome. And again, if there was one thing that I wanted to pinpoint and say, I want to do more of that, it would actually be that. I'm actually going to bump that up on my candle to be the next book that I read, I think, just because I think that's some of the coolest stuff out there. It's a place where here's a client that came into my office this week that as much as I'm a, there's no resistance to hypnosis, there's only resistance to change, there's no resistant clients, there's only inflexible hypnotists, oh man, did I have a resistant to hypnosis client in the office this week, that by simple education, by simply pointing out, well, here's why it's time we update our thinking, it's time that you understand this is what hypnosis is, this is how we define it. And all of a sudden now I had him sitting there smiling and nodding and, you know, I give out, I've mentioned him already here, I've, I give out copies of Roy Hunter's books to my students. You know, on the way out, I gave him a copy of Art of Hypnosis. Just say, here, this one's on me. And he's already emailed me saying how much he's enjoying the book. So uh, we'll link to that book as well. Check it out. So again, to Melissa's book as well, Keeping the Brain in Mind, the one co-written with Sean Carson, though even back to Integrative Hypnosis. I think this is that next big thing. That It already is the next big thing. Go to any hypnosis convention. She's standing room only. But it's that style of work that I think we as a community need more of rather than things that we just keep repeating as our instructors told us. So 
to review that if I had to start all over again in terms of my training, starting off with more actionable content, that's going to build up the confidence, going to have some nice benefit side effects for the business as well. Less absolutism from an early stage, which would be a more open way of looking at hypnotic change, and then also a more scientific approach. We're doing great on time here, and the air hockey game is getting violent there. Hopefully you can hear it in the background. Jackhammer as well. They've done some really awesome renovation in this area. So let's talk about the other header here. If I had to start all over again with my business. Now, all that stuff I said about maybe 20 minutes ago about the state of Virginia hypnosis, it's a place where I say this as a happily married man with two amazing children, yet I don't want to blame them for this, but honestly, this is my scapegoat. Uh, (laughs) There's a guy by the name of Robert Allen. He wrote a book called Multiple Streams of Income that I believe what made him famous was doing the Robert Allen Challenge, which was where he was proving that the whole location, location, location principle in real estate doesn't exist. He would give a challenge of drop me into any city, any town in the United States, and I will make a million dollars in real estate in the course of a month. And consistently, he would pull it off. So if I was a single man and if I was starting all over with the knowledge I have right now, this is probably what I'd be doing. And if you're listening to this and you're in those categories and this is of interest to you, I think it'd be a cool project and you've got my blessing to rip off my ripoff of Robert Allen's idea, uh, which is the hypnosis business challenge. Because I hear so often people reach out to me, well, I live here, but I'm moving there, but it doesn't work here. No, there are people who need to change everywhere. I refuse to believe there's either a saturated or undersaturated market. The market is what you create of it. I've got a student of mine that he's in a mostly retirement style community that is a small area and the next city over is a good half an hour away. So you can understand that he's built his business in a different format than mine. Mine is the, let me fix you and send you on your way and turn you into the raving fan, tell everybody you know. That's my business structure. It's all about raving fans rather than lifelong dependents. Now in this person's business for where he's located, it's a different strategy. He's more interested in a ongoing coaching and ongoing wellness protocol. So because of that, he's working with clients that are coming in on a monthly basis. Now, working with different issues than I am, of course, yet that's the market that he's created. Which, what's cool about that is he only needs about 20 or 30 clients total. And he's got a fully packed, fully established schedule. So the business is always what you make of it. So Other than the hypnosis business, Robert Allen style challenge, which I'm honestly not interested in doing because I like my family Uh, and I miss them already. I've only been here for a couple of hours. Let me talk about instead what I would do differently if I was starting over right now, given my scenarios. So three points. The first one's kind of funny. I would create an employee handbook for outsourcing or really I just create an employee handbook from the beginning. And I want you to hear that as a person who at one point did employ an additional staff of fellow hypnotists, did it really well, packed their schedule, but then decided that it was something I just wasn't passionate about, which the third point is part of the reason why I don't have an interest in doing that anymore. I've done it. I've, you know, Vinny, Vinny, Vici, I came, I saw, I conquered. I did it and I found the strategies to make it work. Basically, it's the same stuff I do now. I just did more of it. 
plus the networking arm of it, which I'm no longer doing so much anymore. That was how I got started live originally. So I would build an employee handbook from day one, even if I still was a solopreneur, solo entrepreneur. And the reason for this would be, I'd give an example. There's a place my wife worked at one point that had very strict policies and they did not ever bend from them. And that was in one way part of this company's challenge. And indeed, as the founder of the company moved on, it was taken over by someone new. It's now run differently, though she now has a different career path. But to have the employee handbook, it's the strategy book of a company that's all about this is what we do if this happens, this is what we do if that happens. And I'd highlight, I think that employee handbook would be the most valuable to perhaps from day one establish your working hours. Because I honestly looked at my calendar, I was archiving some videos. I've got about 800 hours of certification classes I've taught over the last several years that I'm looking through for for some video clips right now. And I was going through and relabeling files, sorting an external hard drive as sexy as exciting as that sounds, and realizing here was a point in time, I mean, even as of like two or three years ago, where I was seeing like seven or eight clients in a day in a row without taking a break. And it was fun. It was empowering, yet I enjoyed it. It was kind of tiring, though. And I think from day one to set the boundaries for yourself, to map out mandatory vacation, mandatory training, mandatory lunch breaks, that's a kicker. So to set those guidelines for yourself, you are your own boss. This is the entire premise of the book, The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. So to set those guidelines from day one, rather than, honestly, I kind of shotgunned it at the beginning, it worked extremely well for me, though, again, starting over, I think some of that work-life balance stuff would have been more critical. The other point of that, too, would be to set up a job description, uh, part of my career, too, to draw the line about what are the things that I outsource? What are the things that I hand off to other people? People are smiling and waving at me as they see me. There's a bunch of podcasters here. So uh, creating that employee handbook for outsourcing or really just the entire scope of the business as well. So let's move on to bullet point number two. That was more of the work-life personal balance. Part two is one that honestly is a lacking arm of Virginia hypnosis, though it's a lacking arm intentionally. It's a very strong arm with WorkSmart hypnosis, the international training component of what I do online. But in terms of a local brick-and-mortar business, I mean, I'll say it honestly, go to the Virginia Hypnosis page on Facebook, and there's not a lot of activity. And that's intentional. Back to all the stuff I said at the beginning. So from day one, I would integrate a solid social media plan, which I can map out for you exactly what it is with WorkSmart Hypnosis, because it's exactly what you should do for a business. It goes back to, there's a reason I went off on a rant about white hat and black hat strategies. It always goes back to content. And here is the pattern that this is the marketing trend right now. And there's really not many other people in hypnosis right now talking about this. So listen to this carefully and follow this advice to the T and it's going to work for you wonders. You begin with content. You then target an audience through social media to then interact with that content that would find valuable information and resources in that content. By doing so, you are now building a relationship. So we're talking blog posts, we're talking videos, 
We're talking real information, leading with authority. And from there, if you've interacted with some of the webinars that I've done in terms of business, and this strategy is going to be a big part of Hypnotic Business Mastery, which again is the pre-convention I'm doing at HypnoThoughts Live, hypnoticbusinessmastery.com again, really going through the strategy line by line is the the trend right now. You target the content to people who would be interested in, which that is the most glossing over of that strategy I can give you in the shape of this six bullet point uh, podcast session. More on that in my trainings, of course. But you target that audience, you build rapport with them, you build the relationship, that's the first date. You then ask them out for the second date, you ask them out to coffee, for dinner, or whatever the interaction would be, and this is where now you're leading with some sort of offer. And the offer then is to get them on your list, to get them away from social media, yet still maintaining that social media strategy, but now building value by way of a resource, by a mini class of videos, which many of you have interacted with the 10-Day Hypnosis Business Challenge, which that's a perfect example of this, which gets you onto my list, tells me you're interested, and this is where I then spend my time communicating with you about my services, but only to a qualified audience. So content leading into a valuable offer of a free or low-cost to no-cost resource, and then from there comes the actual offer. Actually, the organization I'm here, they have a name for this of an invisible selling system. But again, it goes back to social media, which this is not posting photos of what you had for lunch. This is not tagging, I hate this one. And if you do this, stop it already. The people who are always, quote, getting ready for something, getting ready to attend a convention. Oh, shit, I'm doing that one now. Getting ready to uh, getting ready to see a client for this. Here's another one that really grinds my gears. The bragging about a client result as they're walking out of the office. I'm sorry, the result is in the feedback. You know, I'm a huge proponent of what we do and I get awesome results too. Yet you and I both know the, the result are in the feedback. I mean, this was the number one reason one of my coaching, one of my consulting students just hired me was to develop a strategy to see his clients for more sessions than he is as a way to further compound change, but also really, this is my principle of hypnotic change work, take them out of the problem state and really establish and integrate them into the resource position. You know, there's a subtext in my hypnotic change process, which is that I care less about your problem and I care more about your solution. So it's about transitioning you into that change. That's why I do a multiple session framework, and that's why this individual hired me, was to share that plan and integrate it with him, given the scope of what he's doing in his business, which was often a rat. But the second bullet point of integrating a solid social media plan, which as simple as this could be, you know, sharing valuable information. And this kind of goes back to step one about, there's an opening night event, so I'm going to start to wrap up here. There's a you know, building the strategy of on Mondays, I'm going to share a testimonial. Tuesdays, I'm going to share an article. Wednesdays, I'm going to share some sort of infographic. Thursdays, Fridays, you get the idea. And we can automate this. This is something we could actually do in the course of just a few hours and then set it and forget it. There's a lot of cool tools that are out there for that. So from day one, if I had to start all over again, which honestly, this is the lacking arm of Virginia hypnosis, but it's lacking intentionally, as I referenced before. And the third bullet point, I wanted to wrap up on this one because it's my focus these days. And again, 
never compare your beginning to someone else's middle. This is my middle. This is my scope right now is to go global from day one. It has never been easier to interact with clients all over the world. Whether we're talking Skype sessions, which it is the wave of the future. There are so many people in coaching and consulting professions. I spend half of my time now with live clients in my office and half of my time doing coaching and consulting via Skype. And this includes previous clients who are continuing their hypnotic change work with me. It includes other hypnotists as well who have sought out my coaching and consulting services. So there are days where I'm in the office and Sometimes I'm sitting next to the leather recliner, and some days I'm staring down a webcam, sharing my screen, and interacting with someone else, or doing the session remotely. I've got clients in France, I've got clients in India, clients all over the world now. And it's where, as we lead with content and information, it's where people will seek us out. So this kind of goes to the phrase that I mentioned before about people would go to location. If your local market ain't working for you, take your market elsewhere. And you can do that from anywhere in the world. It has never been easier to reach a global market. I have students all over the world. I have clients all over the world. And this is something that I've really only grasped, really dating back, uh, I'd say about three, four years now. I had some strongly held limiting beliefs on this, and I am so happy I got rid of those. Uh, <laughs> because on one side, the financial gains are fantastic. On the other side of things, it's people seeking out valuable help and information that they need. And why should we deprive them of that? The world has become a lot smaller, and it's time for us all to think a whole lot bigger. Well, we're nearing the time that I wanted to spend on this. There's a preview night reception that we're about to jump into, a bit of a meet and greet. Uh, looking forward to interacting with a few other folks that are here, some other folks in hypnosis that I run into at these events as well. Not that many, because again, most of us are putting on our little helper hats and focusing on that. But again, going global, seeking out information. If I could give you one simple action step, and actually I should do this as a whole podcast session on its own later on. I'm actually looking at my iPhone where I jotted down some notes for this session, and I'm going to give you some recommendations for some podcasts to listen to in addition to mine. So let me look through here. Oh, perfect timing. I ran into Chris Thompson while I was checking into registration. Chris co-hosts the Brain Software podcast with Mike Mandel. Uh, I met Chris last year here, and I saw him today, and uh, I met Mike Mandel this, year, this past year at HypnoThoughts Live. So, of course, listen to theirs. It's awesome. But as I'm looking through here, let me just rattle some of these off to subscribe to as well. I'm a podcast junkie. I was listening to, <laughs> this is going to sound lame, as I was running along the beautiful water. I don't know geography. I don't know what water I was running by. And I don't even know if it's the ocean, a lake, or the bay. I think it's a bay. I was running by water. That's all I know. I was listening to... Uh, podcast while I was running. Let me rattle off a couple of these. So Brain Software with Mike Mandel. That's the one with Mike Mandel and Chris Thompson. Smart Passive Income with Pat Flynn, which we'll link to these in the show notes and looking forward to seeing Pat speak here. His new book is called Will It Fly? It's all about how to test business ideas before you actually implement them. I think already skimming through it, it's got some really cool stuff in there. Online Marketing Made Easy with Amy Porterfield. I love, love, love. He just recently rebranded this. Chris Ducker, 
does one called youpreneur.fm, like entrepreneur, but youpreneur.fm. Here's another hypnosis-themed podcast that you should check out. Andy Smith, Practical NLP Podcast. That's an awesome one. Uh, let's see, I've got some strength training ones because I'm on that trend right now. Uh, the Fizzle Show. The Fizzle Show. I don't listen to this one that frequently, but it's really good, and I should listen to it more. Oh, I mentioned Sean Michael Andrews. He just recently lost, launched the Persuasion Podcast, How to Influence with Sean Michael Andrews. It's pretty cool. So check that out. Then a whole bunch of, I can in, mention the entertainment ones as well. Oh, t- the, definitely I skipped over this one. The Tim Ferriss Show, really awesome ones on that. Damon John from Shark Tank was recently featured. Actually, Damon John interviewed Tim Ferriss, which is really cool. And Damon was the keynote speaker at this event last year, which was a nice tie-in. I listen to a lot of entertainment ones too, whether it's Nerdist or WTF with Mark Maron. That one's always good. Kevin Pollack chat show. He stopped doing that one so much. And I'm giving, I'm hesitating to say this one, Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast. We're not going to list all these in the show notes because later on I'll actually do a podcast session all about my mobile university, what I'm listening to. This has been session number 59. If I had to start all over again, it's been live from San Diego. I'm about to jump into a convention center and enjoy my pre-made salads that I made from the Ralph's grocery store because I'm really enjoying eating healthier and enjoying all the benefits of that energy throughout the day. Make today your best. Make today your beginning. Let every day be, I'm trying to come up with inspirational things. Let's wrap it up. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast at worksmarthypnosis.com. Hey, it's Jason here and thank you so much for listening. And I'd encourage you to take two action steps right away. First of all, I'd love to hear back from you. I'd love to interact with you about this information. What did you learn? What action steps are you going to take? And the best way to do that, well, there's a couple of options. First of all, the number one way you can help me out is to head over to iTunes and leave your honest review of this program. Head over there, leave your review as a special bonus. Shoot me a screenshot of your review once it posts. takes about a day. And uh, send that to Jason at VirginiaHypnosis.com as a thank you. I'll send you a really cool hypnosis demo plus the outline of the actual technique. So it's a nice little cool bonus of a technique you can use with clients. Leave your review. Send me a screenshot of it. Jason at VirginiaHypnosis.com. And we'll share a cool resource as a thank you for that. Share this post, share this podcast on uh, Facebook and Twitter, of course. In addition to that, I look forward to joining you live at HypnoThoughts Live. I'm going to be doing a two-day pre-convention course, HypnoticBusinessMastery.com. Actionable strategies, tested techniques to grow your business and help you to go global, think bigger, and pack your office. I'll see you next time.